Hi guys, this is Jessica. Hi, I'm Joseph. And this is Spirited Talks, a show that aims to make the Bible more relatable. If you're new here, welcome. We upload an episode every Thursday. Come be a part of our growing community and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. Imagine how time flies. It feels like we started this podcast only 2 weeks back and we've already entered August. Anyhow, as is customary, I would encourage you to get your cup of coffee or if you're doing something else, go ahead with it and enjoy the rest of the show. On our last episode, we spoke to Becky about prayer journaling. If you haven't heard that yet, I think you should stop here and go listen to that episode first. Considering that we spoke about journaling our prayers, I just wanted to bring up one interesting point. One of the main reasons why we should all consider journaling is because God is a prayer answering God. Even when we forget our prayers, he always remembers. It reminded me of a story that my mom had told me. Growing up we used to live in Chembur and uh, I had this habit. I was a toddler back then, so I had this habit where I would not do any anything that was asked of me, like say eat my food or go to bed on time unless if someone told me a story. And eventually there came a point where my mom ran out of stories to tell me. so she would take a book and she would draw on it and tell me stories that she made up you know and she would talk to me about this house which would have a first floor and which would have a window and outside the window there'd be trees fruit trees and things like that and that seemed like a dream to her you know i mean she just spoke about that as a story to a baby and then eventually we ended up in the house that we lived and grew up in and one day one day when she was just uh, cleaning or dusting or something like that it suddenly came to mind that hey i'm looking out of this window and there are these fruit trees that i was talking about and she told me the story you know about how she spoke to me as a baby drawing and imagining and uh, speaking about these trees outside a window and this big house of our own and eventually god answered that prayer so what i'm trying to say is god is a prayer answering god and when you look back in time you'll realize that god has been answering even those tiny little wishes that we had we didn't probably need to word it out in a formal prayer but it was a child's desire that the father fulfilled and so it's very important to journal and note down your prayers because God is a prayer answering God and when you look back in time you'll notice all the times that he's backed you up on everything that you wished for everything that you have wanted everything that you have desired because in the end he is a father who wants to see that smile on your face Yeah I think that's such a sweet story actually and it also helps to look back at all those answered prayers when you're discouraged about something you know because it reminds you of all the things that god has done and it gives you the strength to believe for the future the psalms also says that uh, you know forget not his benefits and i think if we just keep recollecting all that he has done we we will not be without hope 
Now I know I named this episode in a very strange way and I'm guessing a few of you may be triggered. Well, it is 2020 and the whole world gets triggered for almost anything. <laughs> But I'm not saying that this is the only way to pray or I'm not saying this is the only way Jesus prayed. It's just that when I think about prayers, the first place that I go to is Matthew chapter 6 and Jesus laid out a very clear guide there on how to pray. You can find additional ways to pray in the letters that Paul has written or in the letter of James. There are a lot of ways to pray, but my favorite place or my go-to place is Matthew chapter 6. So in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says a very interesting verse and it always cracks me up wherever I read it. I've read it in so many different books that talk about prayers. and every time i read that verse it cracks me up and that is hypocrites love to pray what comes to your mind when you think about that hypocrites love to pray i just find it really shocking that jesus was so direct i just wonder like jesus couldn't you just be a little sweeter about it and sugarcoat it a bit so that people can swallow what he's saying i don't think jesus was in the habit of sugarcoating things he was always in the habit of addressing the truth head on he would grab the bull by its horns always yes i think the truth is the truth and you sometimes have to just say it like it is and that's what jesus did but who exactly are these hypocrites what's jesus talking about who is he calling hypocrites though people who prayed loudly in public to show the world that they were praying but we all pray loudly as in in corporate prayer we we do pray loudly we are praying in public you're praying with a group so are we all hypocrites then i don't think so but i uh, i think jesus was talking about their hearts i think he could see that their heart was to show off and not really to pray could you talk a bit more about that so god has always uh, said that you know uh, it's the heart that matters and uh, the intention with which we come to god or come into prayer is so important if it is to please man uh then our reward is just that people will look at us and be like oh that guy prays so well that's it but it, if it is to uh please god's heart then he doesn't want to show yeah when you were talking about pleasing men uh i remembered or i was thinking about all these people who uh pray in the king james lingo like uh Oh thou O Lord thou O most gracious almighty father thee and thou and thy all those words come out there and I'm like hey you don't talk normally like that but then uh, it's not only those people in fact I'm guilty too because I know immediately when I'm praying in public I'm starting to think okay if I say these words I'll sound smart if i say something like this i'll sound stupid so i'm already correcting myself in my head because i'm thinking people should hear what i'm praying and that's exactly what jesus is talking against so i clearly am a hypocrite i think even i do get conscious when i'm praying out loudly in public and becoming conscious is again when we think about people around us and we want and we want them to recognize that this person is really spiritual and that is why they are able to say such fancy prayers but then uh prayer is something 
completely opposite when you think about what Jesus was laying out. He wants you to, or no, the chapter, chapter six in Matthew is only exploring the heart. It's exploring the fact that if you're doing this for a public display, then you've already received your reward. It's not about people who pray loudly. Some people really get excited and pray loudly. They are not screaming away to heaven, but they are really so happy about talking to God that they pray loudly and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're praying loudly to draw attention from people all around you and uh, you want them to hear about the fact that, look at me, I have such an amazing relationship with God that I can pray such fancy prayers or I read my Bible so regularly that I know exactly the words that Paul prays, then you're just trying to please people and you're not trying to speak to God. You're not pouring your heart out to him. So you've already received your reward here. And that's a really tough lesson when you meditate on Matthew chapter six. It's something that is really hard to swallow because I think we'll all find our place there. I think we got to get to a point where no matter the forum or no matter the platform, a prayer is our expression of our relationship with God, you know, and so no matter how high we are in the social ladder, prayer is finally a son's conversation approaching the father in surrender and humility. Yeah, and exactly. That's what God's looking for. And the best part of uh, chapter six is the fact that Jesus does not start with teaching people how to pray. He starts with first explaining how not to pray. Hmm. And he's talking to them about these uh, hypocrites and he's setting an example of things not to do. And then finally he sets the ground rules and explains a guide through the Our Father explaining how to pray. And that's such a beautiful prayer, you know. I, I just can't uh, deny the fact that it, it deals with so much when you break it down into his uh, commandments of you shall love your Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Once you see the Our Father through that lens, you just can't see it any other way. So what exactly are we saying is Jesus' guide to pray? So far we've understood that uh, how we shouldn't pray, we shouldn't be screaming, we shouldn't be making a public display for people to see. And we need not be using too many words because Jesus makes it a point to add that don't pray like the Gentiles do. Uh, they think that their prayers will be heard because of their multitude of words. So he does not want us to add words like that. Like how I was talking about when I pray, I think that if I say this, then I will sound smart and people will say, wow, he has an amazing relationship with God. Or wow, this guy really knows what he's praying about. But if I'm doing it for accolades or if I'm doing it to add more and more words and thinking that if I say these things, then God will hear me, then I'm doing it with the wrong intention. So we know that we shouldn't be praying like that. So what exactly is prayer then? And uh, what Jesus is trying to say is that it's just like talking to your father. God is our father and he already knows what we need. So he's telling us you don't have to worry about the cares or the things, the material things of this life. God already knows that. 
but you run to him as a father and you would act as a child telling him that these are my desires these are the things that i want and so i would really like you to help me out with that and as a father he already knows what you need but he, he wants you to come to him and he'll give it to you but then that's just a basic form of prayer you know uh but i think the reason why jesus brings all this up is because that's mostly how humans pray that's my assumption because uh, if if uh, heaven had an excel sheet and had to mark out all the different levels of prayer mm-hmm. i think it would all fall under give me this give me that i need healing uh or or these are there are there will be these people who intercede for others and they are like okay uh, praying for healing for someone else praying for uh material goods for someone else for example someone is hungry or someone is uh, uh needs a job so then the intercessors will be pre- praying for the food or for the other person's job which is all good i'm not saying that it's bad but it's just that these are all prayers asking for and prayer is so much more than that it is not about asking and uh receiving but it is about communicating which is so much more than just about asking the reason why i'm bringing this up is because the only time we end up praying if if you look at uh all the times that we pray about 75 to 80% of it is just about god i don't want this to happen oh god i'm feeling so sick oh god take this away from me and those are all just requests it's it's not wrong to ask god you are supposed to turn to god but that can't be the only time you go to god mm. uh if you look at genesis adam and eve were in communion with god and that is prayer that's the ideal model of prayer from my point of view and they were talking to god like they were walking with him in the cool of the evening so in the cool of the day i think <laughs> but the fact is that they were talking to god and they were communing with him one on one and that's what we are expected to do we are expected to talk to him about every tiny little thing like uh wow i i mean uh like w- look at those flowers and look at those birds things like jesus himself brought up he 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 draws your attention to look at the flowers in the valley and he look he says look at the birds in the air it's it's it just feels like you're just pouring out of your everyday life and that's basically what it is you need to be asking for wisdom you need to be talking to god about for guidance like uh, what what do you think i should do what what do you think i should be uh, doing right now what what's my next course of action and he'll probably remind you hey you know i've given you the choice to do whatever you need and uh, trust the holy spirit and take that call i think the holy spirit is the best gift that we got uh, after jesus rose from the dead and so uh, you know he's like the best helper to lead us into prayer you know i think there are times when we don't even know what to pray for and those are the times it's best to pray in the spirit because romans 8 says that the holy spirit prays for us with groanings and he prays according to the will of the father you know so any time you don't know what to do you don't know what to pray you don't know how to pray the holy spirit is your helper in that time 
talk a bit more on uh, praying in the spirit i i like that you brought that up because we get so much out of praying in the spirit so can you go about the entire process like how do you pray in the spirit because you said about words or groanings that cannot be uttered so praying in the spirit is a language of the holy spirit that we receive and uh, it does not sound like a language that we understand but nonetheless it is a heavenly language and it's something that is just between god and you so uh, initially when you get the gift you may not understand what you're saying and your mind will tell you that you're making this up and this is all a joke or maybe people around you might also tell you that but when you get that gift it is it could be syllables it could be single syllables initially and then it develops into a language and it's something that stirs up from within your spirit and there's also the gift of interpreting what you are praying you know interpreting the gift of tongues and that means that you can even start understanding what you are praying for in the spirit i came from a church that uh, insisted heavily on speaking in tongues which is a good thing the only thing that i found bad or sad was the fact that they made it look like such a thing that if you could not speak in tongues it's really bad for you or you you've displeased the holy spirit and so you've been unable to speak in tongues because the holy spirit is not with you do you think it's something like that i think sometimes we just complicate it and there's so much pressure to pray in tongues like there'll be people laying in uh, laying hands on you and then it'll be like immediately start praying in tongues and you'll be like okay i don't know what to do i've also been there but uh, you know you don't even need someone to lay hands on you the bible just says ask for the gift of the spirit and you can get it so you can be sitting in your living room and just telling god lord i want to pray in the spirit show me what that looks like and you can actually receive i think uh, it takes a step of faith to start opening your mouth and saying something and then the holy spirit just helps you continue with that but if you keep waiting and waiting thinking that it's something very complicated then it's not yeah i think that makes sense i just want to also talk a little bit about uh, teaching our children to pray you know and i think uh, it's so beautiful when children just come up to god and pray the simplest of prayers prayers like god heal this person or make this person well or fever go so prayer can be that simple and children learn from what they see so if they see their parents praying complicated prayers and long prayers with big words they may just be like okay this is for big people but if we demonstrate to them that you know prayer can be simple and just say what's in your heart you can talk to god like he's a father i think they learn how to pray then so even if they are really small if they can start talking i think they are ready to pray yeah i heard somewhere that the simplest form of prayer is help yeah 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 so you don't actually need to make it so complicated that a child can't understand one of the best business principles i've learned from the world is when you want to explain something try explaining it to a 5 year old and i think <laughs> prayer it comes down to that as well so if you want to uh, make something sound simple or make something sound real and digestible say it like how a 5 year old would understand and a simple prayer is the most authentic or most real prayer i could think of 
and i think after talking so much about prayer we need to uh talk about the elephant in the room and that is what do we do when prayers are unanswered mm that is such a tough one what is your go to uh, method of dealing with unanswered prayers i think when i'm upset i just go to god and i'm like are you even listening do you even know what i'm going through but that is just out of frustration and then i feel so sad about how i've spoken to god and i'm like sorry sorry uh but uh, i keep asking god why something did not happen or what is it that i still need to understand which i'm not getting do you know what that kind of prayer is called <laughs> no it's called lamentations and there's a full <laughs> book on that in the bible great So so yeah uh, a lot of people will criticize or tell you not to cry out to god about your problems and your pains saying that you don't have to do do that now that we have come from under the cross we we have all the authority in the world and you don't have to cry and beg and plead and i feel you still can do that because uh, the people who compiled the bible did think of adding those uh, books in fact a lot of psalms are just david crying out to god saying that this is not fair and <laughs> it, it's not something that you have to permanently keep doing but mm. it's really therapeutic to pour yourself out to god saying hey if you're a just god and you're looking down on earth if you're looking at the stuff that i'm going through how do you even sit up there and allow all this to happen you're a just god and this should not be happening to me so and i think the bible invites you to talk to god like that because uh, lamentations is one of those books or even job you know he he's crying out to god you know if your justice is right then this should not be happening to me and the bible is uh, encouraging you to open out those conversations you know to mm. explore those places to go to god and say uh what exactly is wrong here why am i being punished or why am i being picked on like this and it need not be something like a uh a persecution against you like uh, a 100 mo- a mob of 100 men coming to beat you up because you're a christian it can just be the basic fact that your day didn't go the way you wanted at work and you can turn to god and say why is this happening to me what's wrong here i mean i've done everything correctly i said the prayers i ended my prayer in jesus's name but it <laughs> didn't work so what's wrong why is it not working yeah i totally think god is okay with us asking questions i don't think he's going to get offended we keep saying that he's our father so then a father is definitely open to a child coming back home and asking him questions but one thing that i don't want to do is just because i haven't seen answers in a certain area i don't want that to change what i already know about god yeah so if i don't understand something about god i'm not going to change what i already know and what i already know is that god is good so uh, or, or that god wants people well so if i don't see um someone getting healed the first few times that i prayed i'm not going to go back and think that oh maybe it was not god's will for this person to get healed because i know for a fact that jesus demonstrated that every time a sick person came to him he was well and that is the will of god he even commanded his disciples to go out and heal people 
he did not tell them to go and pray about it but he told them to go out and heal people and uh, he encouraged them to stay out there as long as it took so i think it says that they went out for 3 weeks i'm not sure of the exact duration but they were out for quite some time trying to heal people and uh, they returned only after they saw those results so uh, the bible does encourage you to pray but it also encourages you to go and work things out so while uh, we don't see results immediately that should not stop us from uh, trying to demonstrate the power of god and i think the bible encourages you to live out what you believe you can't be just talking fancy words but you got to demonstrate it through power and that is what uh, paul talks about in the gospels or in his uh, epistles the letters that you got to demonstrate it through action you can't be just talking about fancy words then you're no different from other people who talk about uh, different faiths they they aren't able to demonstrate it we need to be able to demonstrate it but that's digressing from the topic of prayer yeah i think we also got to guard ourselves from um, not trying to create our own justification about why something didn't work out because then we are making god something that he's not so i think it's wiser to wrestle with the tension of unanswered prayer and see god more and more uh, or pray in the spirit if you don't know what to pray anymore yeah but uh, rather than just to get closure creating your own justification and saying okay it wasn't his will to heal this person or uh, you know something like that it's better to just keep wrestling with that unanswered prayer until you find answers in god yeah that's true i mean uh, i like how the bible leaves so many things in question marks in fact the book of lamentations ends with a question mark or i mean not literally a question mark but it does not give you closure it just leaves you hanging there and even the acts of the apostles leaves, leaves you hanging or uh, if you go back to the book of job job is blessed uh, at the end of the book but it does not say why he was blessed it's just it just leaves you hanging there and the bible just wants you to understand that you're living in a fallen world and there are a lot of things that you don't understand and you should be okay to going to god with the fact that you don't understand it rather than trying to rationalize it and explain it off in a way that's convenient for you yeah i think even the people today who are great men of faith have had their own share of unanswered prayer and continue to have that share of unanswered prayer but what we got to keep doing is keep on asking keep on knocking keep on seeking until we find answers and never stopping because we didn't see something happen also uh, james brings up this topic in uh, in his letter i think it's in chapter 4 he talks about the fact that uh, first of all he says you don't have because you're not asking and even when you ask you're asking for everything from uh, just to just to show off i'm not saying the exact words but he's saying your motives are not correct you need to examine your motives if your motives are just to make a big show of i have this or you're asking just to show like hey look at me i'm so prosperous i'm i've got all these things then then you 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 can't expect your prayer to be answered like that because your motives are not in the right place and if you go back to Matthew chapter 6 Jesus is also talking about that because uh, he says that where your treasure is there your heart will be mm. so he wants you to 
examine your heart every time when you pray you have to examine your heart to see why exactly are you asking for something is it something that you really need and if it is something you really need you can always believe that your father will give it to you but if it's something that you're just doing because you because for example i want a rolex watch and so i'm asking for a rolex watch mm. you'll say hey you already have a seiko you don't need a rolex mm. just be satisfied and i will not uh, take away from god that he may even give me a rolex at a later date but that should not uh, make me disappointed or i should not get disappointed if i don't end up with a rolex watch i uh, that'll be just like a truant child saying i need my candy right now and probably i've got bad teeth and i don't need candy so <laughs> he knows what's right for me and he knows the right time and uh, we are invited to just enter into that space and wrestle with god with the fact that that prayer didn't get answered the way i wanted or that prayer didn't get answered at all and god will probably reveal things to us and if he doesn't reveal things to us we should not misinterpret or just make convenient answers for it and i think the bible is so full of uh, lessons to learn and it's it's all about revealing who god is so god is a revealer you know and i don't think he's someone who wants to hide things from us in fact it says that hidden uh, like secrets are hidden for kings to discover you know his children have to discover those truths so we we got to just press on and discover those amazing things that god has hidden for us not from us and now it's time for spirited reflections my takeaway is going to be to pray in the spirit when i don't know what to do because i already do that and there are quite a few times when i don't know what to pray and also to not let what i don't know about god to change what i do know about god and when i what i do know about god is that he's good i think for me it'll be the fact that uh, when i was trying to think about just that was hypocrites love to pray and i was camping out there i eventually ended up with a mirror and looking into the mirror seeing that even i've been acting like a hypocrite when i uh, start thinking about what people will think when i pray a certain way and so i'm trying to please people and not pleasing god <laughs> that was quite a shock to me but that's that's still a verse that still cracks me up you know hypocrites <laughs> love to pray that's not something that you would think about i mean when i think of a hypocrite i'm not thinking of someone who's prayerful mm-hmm. but jesus brought an interesting point saying that hypocrites love to pray and uh, another thing was uh, the fact that we should not be making convenient answers for uh, prayers that don't get answered the way we wanted or prayers that don't get answered at all we just need to turn to god and ask him the questions of why this didn't go the way we wanted it and what is his purpose in all of this did you refer to any book when you were preparing for the show uh, was there any uh, resources that you went to yes actually i love reading andrew womack books and for this one i looked up his book a better way to pray okay yeah and uh, that has insightful lessons on how to actually pray you think people will benefit from uh, reading that yes i think he makes things really simple and doable okay cool so i think uh, 
since we've reached the end of this episode, you can probably try and see if you could get that book and see if that helps you out. With that, we've reached the end of our episode. If you liked anything that you heard on this show, please share it with your friends and family. You could share it on Facebook or wherever you like to share it, even WhatsApp for that matter. Uh, these shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google, uh, Stitcher. You could also listen to it on Alexa. So wherever you feel comfortable, you could subscribe and uh, share it with your friends, recommend it to your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us to get the show going. Since we've entered the month of August, it's time for the Indian Independence Day. So our theme for the next series is going to be freedom. Yeah, I forgot to mention that this is the last episode that we are doing for prayer for now. And going into the month of August, since uh, like Jessica said, we've entered the freedom month, we are going to be talking or exploring about the subject of freedom and what that means to us as Christians. We'll explore everything from slavery to sin to even human trafficking if possible. So we would really love it if you would be a part of this show and continue listening to us through the month of August. Thank you very much for your time. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.